0: We know the housing market has been on fire. We've got a shortage of existing homes. It has been on fire for a long time now. Every realtor doesn't even have their own house to sell. Right. You know, so it's a very peculiar situation. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You got Mark Diamond Hands D. Mark, what's going on, man? Brother, man. So I think we, uh, I think we gave me the nickname Iceman. I last heard week. I, I listened to yeah. last week. Yeah. So I think we're gonna run with that for the time being. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Yep. I'm not dead set on it, but we'll, we'll stick with it for right now. I like it. You know, we'll roll with it. Um. So for today's show, man, I want to, um, I want, I kind of just want to do a, a quick little temperature check on the housing market. Right. All right, because we've got clients who are you know, they, they've realized a level of success. Maybe some of them are nearing retirement and, you know, maybe they're looking at vacation properties, mm-hmm. right? We also know of, you know, people who are in the generation younger than us who are probably looking to buy houses for the very first time, right? right? Maybe they've rented in the past. Maybe they were living in mommy and daddy's basement for a while, but the dynamics have changed with regards to housing mm-hmm. coming out of the pandemic think people realize that um, if you're going to be stuck somewhere, you better enjoy the place you're stuck. <laughs> right. You know, so it kind of it was a paradigm shift for everybody. Mm-hmm. Indeed, we know the housing market has been on fire. And I think it just makes sense for us to talk about where does it go from here? Absolutely. Because
1: you hit the nail on the head. It has been on fire for a long time now. Uh, but over the last couple months, you know, there's there's, um, some reason to temper some expectations. I, yeah. I, it obviously, the, the housing market that is, it obviously can't go on like this forever. Yep. It's, it's been quite a, a massive run up. And I think we're starting to see some people with a little bit of price sensitivity now with house, uh, home prices going up. Yes. By 10, 20, 30%. It's yep. been, been pretty crazy. Um so yeah, we've we found some some good stats here and I think a couple of good retirement tips too. I had a couple couple of thoughts on on how the housing market ties into people's retirement. Yeah.
0: Good point. Um all right. So let's just kinda of, let's walk through um let's just walk through where we're at right now. Yep. Right. So you know, one of the biggest issues, deep is um, you know, when you look at existing homes. The inventory right now is about 1.3 million. Right. Okay. So the inventory of existing homes is very low because mm-hmm. there's like almost 1.5 million realtors. So like, <laughs> each, each, every realtor doesn't even have their own house to sell. Right. You know. <laughs> so it's it's a very peculiar situation. Um. That 1.32 million number is actually up 7.3 percent. Yeah, and it's still low. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yep. All right, so that that's one fact, right? So we've got a shortage of existing homes. Next fact I want to go through is um, just the median home price and how that has changed from July of 2020 through July of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, it went from 305 thousand up to 363 thousand at the end of June. Okay, but then it actually ticked down to 360 right. for the end of July. So for the first time in a long time we saw a tick down. I so I think that's notable. Yep. Okay? I don't think it's a substantial tick down, but it is notable that the trajectory changed, right? Or maybe leveled off. Right. But I think that is uh that's pretty important. But nonetheless, dude, from 305 to 360, that's like 18% appreciation. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy crazy. Wild, man. <laughs> wild. Um and obviously, you know, if if you're buying a house and, and you're paying a mortgage, even though interest rates are low, you know, the more you pay, the higher the the higher the the purchase price, the higher your mortgage payment is going to be. Right. All right. So that leads to an increase in costs, which is inflation and all that stuff that we've been talking about <laughs> time and time again. Yep. You know.
1: So, yeah, it's nice to have low mortgage rates, but when you get into the math, you know, there really isn't a whole lot of difference between, you know, 3.75 and and 3.25 when it comes to your monthly payment.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, furthermore, you look at that and and 3.75 going down to 3.25, and then on the other side of the equation, the house is 18% more expensive. Right. (laughs) Did you save any money?
1: No, you're spending money and... (laughs) And that that's where things get dangerous, and I think that's why um, this this housing conversation has popped up uh, quite a bit in the media as well, because people are starting to get worried, and yeah. naturally. So,
0: yep. Um, all right, so I, I just want to go through kind of an anecdotal story here, and then I know you've got some stats on this, so you mm-hmm. can chime in after. But um, look, dude, three months ago, like let's go back to spring of 2021. Mm. The housing market was absurd. It was crazy. You had to, houses were selling in 48 hours. Some of them had offers before they were even listed. Mm -hmm. So you would start to see that pop up on Zillow, like coming soon. Right. Really? (laughs) Like you didn't see that three years ago. Like the house would just hit the market, right? Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden it's like, hey, coming soon. You You better put your bid in now.
1: Right
0: we're going to sell this thing before it ever hits the market and that's nationwide too it's, it's not just you know LA
1: or anything like that it's happening right here yeah, in cleveland it's happening here in cleveland for yeah, sure so
0: if it's happening in cleveland it's happening everywhere <laughs> yeah. right when it as it relates to real estate um so 3 months ago 4 months ago 5 months ago houses were selling in 48 hours for 20% above asking price all cash. Wave the appraisal <laughs> contingency. Wave the inspection contingency. Right. It was wild, man. All very bad ideas, especially if you're listening and might try
1: uh, might be trying to buy a home for the first time. Yeah, you don't want to pass on that inspection. <laughs> you don't.
0: You don't. But those are the things that you needed to do to win, mm-hmm, for sure. Right. And oh, it's yeah. because it was a hundred percent a seller's market. I feel like things are beginning to change a little bit. It is still a seller's market. Mm-hmm. Prices are high. Um, but as I look at this, if, you, if I go to Zillow right now today and I look for houses around where we live, for the first time in a long time, D, you'll see price reductions. Right, Price reduced on August 5th mm-hmm. or whatever it might be yep. by $27,000. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that three, four, five months ago. Yep. Right. And I think the phenomenon that's happening is
1: people who are trying to sell these homes now they want to cash in on these absurd prices, so they're putting an absurd price on it. Yeah, that's part it, of it. And it's just not.
0: It's yep. just not going in in 48 hours like like it used to. Definitely part of the problem. And you've seen, you know, so you've seen the inflation in the housing market happen, kind of like what happened with the. Uh, uh, the dollar candy bar fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Remember those when we were little kids? Oh, yeah. Like for a dollar, you would get a pretty decent sized candy bar. Mm-hmm. I don't think you pay more than a dollar today. Right. But you get like one third of the candy bar. <laughs> yeah. You get a little nugget. Right. So kind of the same things happen with the houses as far as I've seen. Um, a house that sold five months ago for 200 grand in Cleveland Um The houses that are now listed for 200 grand are 70% the quality Mm -hmm. of what, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's lower quality housing at higher prices. Right. Right. But I do think the growth rate D has peaked. Yes. So I'm not saying the housing market is going to crash. But what I do believe is that the huge, huge, huge tailwinds associated with, with people wanting to buy houses out, coming out of the pandemic. I think a lot of that's behind us. Right. I think you've seen a lot of the fast appreciation, And I think house um, home price growth goes back to trend growth. Right. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to crash. What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, I think whenever, you know, you get big price run ups and, you know, any, Uh, asset class right same same deal with the market we've been we've been having those conversations you know is the market going to crash you know what's when is the next shoe going to drop there same same thing goes for the housing market it's been like we said on fire um but i feel like a lot of the people who wanted to move whether it's within their community just like you said to get to a better house a better spot because we're spending lots of time there um feel like a lot of that transition has already happened, and, and these numbers are, are, are starting to, to back that up finally. Uh, I mentioned price sensitivity a little bit before. Yep. Um, I know a, a sports talk guy I listen to on the radio uh, basically just said enough is enough. I, I'm not paying these prices for, for these houses that yep. are listed. Um, I'm going to find a different alternative uh, short term and wait for some of these prices to come back down to earth. So I think you're seeing a, a lot of that. Um, because people know it's
0: just not going to continue at at this volume and at these levels. It's not sustainable unless you continue to throw stimmy check after stimmy check at people. Yep, for sure. You know?
1: and, and that's I think that's that's an, another big problem that we have. Um, j- just so much money out there, right? So much yeah. money on the sidelines, whether it is chasing not enough houses. Yep. Right. So we're we're back in the the old supply and demand problem. So. It is good to see that supply come up a little bit because that, that really was one of the big problems.
0: There just weren't enough houses for um, for the people that wanted to buy them. And the reason for that, D, is coming out of the Great Financial Crisis, um, where home builders sold homes to people, and then people walked away from them, mm-hmm. and then the home builders were stuck with mm-hmm. all these these homes that they built. Where people paid a thousand, two thousand dollars to to sign the deal, mm-hmm. but then they didn't have to close until the property was done. Right. Like, you know, the home builders were left holding the bag. <laughs> right. So we've gone through over a decade, almost fifteen years of underbuilding. Right. That's why there's not enough existing homes for sale. For sure. So that kind of segues us into. We both. I looked at your notes and my notes. We both like the home builders mm-hmm. as a response to what we're seeing. Yep. Um, look, Home Depot's done great. Lowe's has done great. You know, people are. You know, trying to. They, they were trying for a while to renovate their existing homes. I'm thinking that's probably going to. That's probably going to slow a bit. I yep. think most of your home improvement projects have been done already. Yeah. Where's sure. more to to do? I mean, don't get me wrong, but um i think a lot of a lot of that uh, tailwind is behind us so i think if you want to play the housing market on a going forward basis i think you stick with the home builders right now i prefer either the entry level and move up home builders like dr horton mm-hmm. because you have millennials what's after millennials gen z At yes gen z and you get the gen zers right like you've got a demographical shift where these younger people have decided they don't want to rent they don't want to live in cities they want to move to suburbs they want to own houses so that that is a big shift that's a big demographic shift Mm -hmm. right um so i like the entry level and move up builders like dr horton but another thing you mentioned d um the price sensitivity Mm -hmm. If you're making 3 million dollars a year, you have no price sensitivity. Right. You can build whatever home you want to build. So I also like the very high-end home builders like Toll Brothers. Mm-hmm. I think where you'd want to avoid are the home builders in the middle like the Lennars, you know. So I I think you got to you got to do a barbell approach. Right. You got to go with the entry level, you got to go with the super duper high end and it's everything in the middle that's going to kind of get squeezed. Right.
1: You know, and I think um the this stuff's always a lot easier to talk about when it's happening right in in front of your face. Yeah. Right? So um to contradict you there a little bit, um Pulte is a name that I've personally owned for a long time. Yep. Um they're kinda in the middle, but I would say they're a little bit more towards the high end than than the low end. Yep. Um I I only like them just because I've I've seen what they've done firsthand. Yeah. In, in their process. It's it's a yeah. slick process and like a third of my neighborhood is uh, de- uh designated
0: for Pulte homes. P- yeah. Pulte to me is, is it's move up. Right. Not entry level, mm-hmm. but it move up. Right. Right? Is that how you would kind of Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it's 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 a they're they're a quality builder. Um a, a lot of people rave about them. Um but what they do and quite frankly it's it's awesome if you tra- if you've ever tried to build a house, especially a custom one, they only give you a limited number of choices. Um, so there's a few, a few blueprints and then the upgrades from there. They have upgrades, but you only have a few choices. So it makes it
0: easier, scalable. Um, it's a really great business model. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic business model. Um, great for the consumer, assuming the consumer does not want something custom. When I built my last house, I hated my prior house so much that I needed custom Mm because I needed to fix all the issues I had with the prior house. But, (laughs) you know, I would assume had I gone through Pulte um, and checked out their floor plans, maybe they would have addressed a lot of the issues that I had anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, I just didn't go down that path. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I look entry level and move up, I think, are good areas to be. Mm -hmm. And then super duper high end as well. Right. Um, What. I I see in your notes here I mean mortgage apps have without a doubt cooled off. Right, for sure. And and that's that's got to be refis. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean with when interest rates kind of stabilized, you would expect less refi applications to come through, but also um home buy I mean home buying season traditionally has been like spring through the end of summer. Right. Mm-hmm. We're kind of nearing the end of home buying season. Yeah, we should be. For sure. Yeah
1: it always cools down in the in the in the fall especially in climates like ours it's pretty much toast by november
0: yeah and and, and that's all right so yeah it's toast by november but i would think most there's what there's 60 ish million households with children cuz that that's what the child care tax credit's going to 60 million mm-hmm. 60 million households right and then there's people who are excluded from that, so let's add on another 20 million, mm-hmm. right? So there's 80 million households in the U.S. with children. Right. If they don't move into a place by August 15th, they're not moving in. Right. Because school starts. Mm-hmm. They're not going to buy a house in November. Now, that's a big generalization, D, right. as you know, right? <laughs> but. So there's a huge, so just imagine that we are now past that August 15th deadline that I just mentioned. So you would expect home purchases to slow at Mm -hmm. least until next spring. Right. Right. And then up here in the North, um, pretty much completely shut down end of November. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. And I have here, um, on those refis seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.83 million units, um, refied in July. That is a small slip from the month prior, okay. so it's 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 slowing down. I think kind of the themes are, are kind of the same across all these different areas. Um, it is it is still hot, but it's not insane like it was yeah. two or three months ago.
0: So yeah. All right. So don't expect any crazy discounts on houses. Right. The housing market's not going to crash, but I don't think you need to cut off your arm or leg to buy a house right now. Right. Like you'll have opportunities have been tough to come by over the course of the last year. I think the opportunities are going to be more plentiful over the course of the next year. For sure. So what would you say about, say someone's retiring
1: in in the next three months, they've always wanted a retirement home in Florida, let's say. What, what What would you say to those people? Would you tell them to kind of
0: wait and and buy their time a little bit or, or hop in right now? This is so tough, dude. (laughs) This is a very, very difficult question. So I'm definitely going to be wrong when I answer this. Um, But I would say from a risk management standpoint, I think I would wait a year Mm -hmm. for a few reasons. Number one, we're entering the, the, the seasonality period where people want to buy houses in Florida. So we just mentioned, Up here in the Midwest, the the North, Um, August 15th is kind of a deadline. And then by November, it shuts down. But November is when things really get interesting in Florida, Mm -hmm. because that's when people start planning. All right, I'm going to be here, you know, through the through the winter holidays and then come January 2nd, I'm out of here. I'm going down there until April 1st or May 1st or whatever it might be. So I think I don't know that the prices on Florida or vacation homes in general, I don't know that those are going to slow as much right now. Mm -hmm. I think you'd be better buying them off season, which would be next summer. Right. That's just my opinion. And I know it's going to be wrong. You probably should (laughs) buy it right now. (laughs) Sorry, man. I wasn't trying to set you up for (laughs) failure or anything. Um, But yeah, I mean, like Mark said,
1: this is impossible to know. Um, I've had this conversation with, with some clients recently, uh, but I, I would completely agree. You know, it's especially if you're just getting into retirement, um, at least visit there first. You know, yeah. so some people they are like, I've always wanted to, to live in Dustin, so I'm going to go buy a house down there. You know, you don't have to buy a house as soon as you retire. You don't. You know, you may travel to a couple different places. That's what I tell people. You know, it's a lot cheaper to to rent a, a really nice place for a month um, and determine you don't like it, than to sink a huge chunk of money into a big fancy retirement home and then end up not liking it and then having to possibly sell it for a loss later on. Yeah, since the prices are so high right now.
0: All right, so I'm gonna wrap up just by giving by sharing a, um, an experience that I've had as it relates to vacation travel recently. So I, I recently signed up for an inspirato membership. Fancy. Ever hear of it? Oh yeah. All right. So their base level membership is like, I think 500 bucks a month, six grand a year, Mm -hmm. but they own all these Well, they don't own them. They have long-term leases on all of these first class houses across the globe. Mm -hmm. And you're able to book them. At a substantial discount to what they would typically go for. Right. So they actually have agreements with hotels as well, like, you know, down in Fort Lauderdale, Vegas, and you could go to the Inspirado website and then you could go to the hotel's website and there's like a hundred plus percent markup if you go through the hotel. Mm-hmm. So. If I were retiring right now, I don't know that I would know where I'd want to retire. Right. Like maybe that's a way for you if you're nearing retirement to begin to explore different places. Mm -hmm. Right. You pay six grand a year. If you do three or four vacations a year because you're now in retirement and you'd like to test out a few different locations, you're going to save significant money and you're going to stay at a very high end property. I know that's not in everyone's budget who's listening right now, but, um, you know, for me, I could justify the six grand a year because I know that, you know, as a family, every single year we do a trip around Thanksgiving, every single year we do a trip around spring break. Right. And I know just with, with booking those two trips alone, I'm going to save that money. Right. 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 And then, if, you know, we also like skiing and stuff like that. So if we can knock mm-hmm. out a few of those in the winter, um, we'll definitely come out ahead. But I think that is a way to give you that vacation home feel
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and let you kind of test drive it. Yep, for sure. So that's Inspirado. I, that. I think it's, you know, as soon as I signed up, I heard of other people who signed up mm-hmm. and it's like very, very cool. So I hope hope everyone listening doesn't go and sign up because that <laughs> will reduce the inventory available to me so, <laughs> as we're talking inventory. Well, they um, should send you something, maybe a nice I fruit basket so. or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? nice Sponsor thing. our podcast. Nice little
1: shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, any final thoughts? Uh, no. You know, I think um, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, but just a, a general piece of advice. Diversification is always your friend, right? So I'm I'm reading some articles here, getting ready for this, where every some people their whole retirement plan was based on income properties, and now they're not getting some of the income because of the uh, eviction uh, moratorium. So always diversify. You know, I'm I'm not against real estate. I actually love real estate. Um, But you know, stay diversified. Make sure your retirement plan has multiple pieces in case something unforeseen happens
0: yeah good stuff man all right as always thanks for joining us shoot us uh, any questions at info at SWPconnect.com. make sure you subscribe give us a good review and we'll talk with you next week
1: The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a
0: qualified professional about your individual needs.